What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Old Hot Pog, Long Island, New York, for another episode of Orange and Blue Thing. I'm Brian Ernie. That is Darren Meenan. What up, what up? Lizzie's here as well. Hi, everyone. And the New York Mets are in first place. <laughs> not too shabby. Not too shabby of a start, my friend. Not a bad start at all. Six games in, five and one, outscoring the opponents 30 to 15 very, 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 very nice. That is a very nice indeed. That I was am... my first what up, what up ever. It's uh, always well, been what it's up. It's a double what up. Double what up. It's a double what up. It's because... like it's out of here. It's out of here. Yes, it's like the double out of because that, that Is it too crazy. early to be excited, Mr. Ernie? No, I don't think so. No. I don't <laughs> think it's exci- – I, we, I was just talking to Poppy on the way here. Coach as, Poppy! As a matter of fact, and I said – you know, he said, oh, I know it's still early, da, da, da. I said, well, if they were one in five, Everybody would be freaking out. Yeah. So at the five and one, we might as well enjoy it, right? Freaking out like the Phillies fans right now. You know uh, that team. Kapler. Uh, I, I think they were they were up like three nothing when I was on my way over here <clears throat> against Miami, but uh, that's been a shaky start. You know what it is? We're playing the NL East. We're beating the NL East. That's exactly what you have to do. Keep winning series. People are saying. I wrote last night like, you know what? Great start. Let's go two and three. Uh, two out of three down in. Uh, you know, DC this weekend. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, sweep, sweep. I'm like, yeah, sweep would be nice. Who knows if they were going to play on Saturday? Right. We canceled our outing, by the way, uh, if you haven't heard yet. Um, yeah, so just keep winning series. That's the whole so thing. beautiful, but just exactly. keep winning series. You win two out of every three games in, in major over the course of a Major League Baseball you're season, in, you're going to be just fine. In great, great shape. So, hey, for the first time ever, we are on Periscope yeah, right now. I, I hope so. Yeah, we are because uh, I'm watching it right over here on the screen, and we are off and running here on Twitter. Well, yeah. After all the outrage I saw yesterday about the game being on Facebook, which we will get to in a little bit, I uh, got my my wheels spinning a little bit last night. Kelly actually asked me, "Hey, you want to watch Survivor?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm watching a tutorial right now on how to stream to multiple platforms." We've been doing the Facebook thing now for over 50 episodes. It's been great. Not everyone has Facebook, and the outright rage I've seen yesterday about People that want to watch the, the the game yesterday that couldn't because they don't have Facebook kind of just got me thinking, why don't we try to expand and be on Twitter as well? So if you're watching on Twitter, shout out to you. If you're watching on Facebook, thanks. Thank you guys for joining in, joining in each and every week. We couldn't do this without you guys. So Yeah. So it's hard to believe, though, that opening day was just a week ago. It right? feels like forever ago. To it me. does. It does. So how was your opening day experience? <clears throat> Besides losing my voice the day before and then severely losing it the day of the game, it was great. But, you know, shout out to everyone that actually came up to me that watched the show last week yeah. and, and they, they didn't try to have me talk for two much they were like how are you rest your voice uh you know let, let's let's just enjoy the day but you know besides the rain kind of putting a damper on the beginning of the day they won again which they always do on opening day they or almost do. always do on opening day and that was a good day i mean it was it was fun it was a good day man it was my father and my 19th straight opening day together you said what was the streak not the streak not the the 19 straight games but what's your record on 15 that? and 4 Dude, yeah, unbelievable. Take that right? into the freaking week. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's a – I can't believe next year is going to be 20 years. You know, it's so funny. This tradition started simply because – do you remember when Smithhaven Mall used to have a ticket machine in Smithhaven Mall, like down by the food court? I lived in Queens at the time, so All I was right. more of a Roosevelt Field guy. So, but- so back in the day, Smithhaven Mall had this, like, machine that you could go and buy tickets. And one day my parents came home for the mall and my dad was like, do you want to go to opening day? Was it in the Mets store? No, it was just like, it was just this little kiosk. Really? I don't remember whatever company was doing it. You know, it had since gone. So no, Roosevelt Field had a Mets store. Yeah. And a lot of times we would go get tickets there. Cool. 
But uh, yeah, this just so happened it was an impulse buy from my dad. Like, well, why don't we go to opening day? You'll take the day off, whatever. And that was 2000, the year 2000. Derek Bell hit a game-winning home run in, I think, the eighth inning against the Padres. And that started the streak. And I can't believe it's been, it'll be 20 consecutive years next year. But we had a great time. We really enjoyed ourselves. Uh, you know, the weather held up pretty well. So I can't, I can't complain, man. The, the one thing I'm surprised I, there was no delay. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, yeah. got the game in, start on time. It was perfect. Opening um, day ceremonies were beautiful. But the weather did play some tricks on us later in the week. But also you like tailgated in your car. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it gets to the point where it's like, am I really you want to stand outside in the rain and drink a couple beers, this dank kind of day. So, you know, and then we got in and got food early. So it was good. But yeah, the weather played some tricks on us on Monday, man. What, what was up with that? I don't know. I think the Mets pulled the, the, the pulled the trigger a little bit too early on calling that game. I mean, I understand that they want to give the fans a heads up to not shoot out to the ballpark if they if they, they might not play the game. And it was nice of them to give the fans like five hours notice. But by nighttime on Monday, it was beautiful. Yeah. And while we were there, we'll, we'll get to the New Balance uh, event later on. They were shoveling the grass and throwing salt all over the, the stadium to, to melt stuff. By 7 p.m., it would have been fine. You know what I think it is? Had they been, had the Cardinals still been in town and that was the only time they're going to be at City Field, I think they, they play the Phillies very often, they can make it up. Exactly. So to have a doubleheader in July, I think July 9th is the rescheduled date. Not that big of a deal. Um, so I think ultimately that that ended up being the determining factor. Can you believe we didn't cheers? I cannot believe that. <laughs> we shouldn't beer again, by the That's way. That's it. Darren's back. I'm uh, back on the Brewski yeah, off the wagon. And if you like these cups, we are doing our little uh, weekly toast in. They are from Lumberland Co. And our friends at Lumberland Co. hooked us up with these custom orange and blue thing cups. You can go over to Lumberland.com. That's L-U-M-B-E-R-L-E-N-D.com. And you can customize these things however you want. They make great groomsmen gifts. I mean, th- these would have been great uh, back when I got married in, in 2011. I wish I would have known about them. Uh, you know, do anything you want. Go de- check out their various different series. Use the, use the, uh, the yes. promo code. Yeah, for our listeners, exclusive promo code, 15% off. Just use the code OABT. And speaking of new stuff for the set, how yeah. about you stand up for one second? I'm, I'm going to change the angle here and show you something, guys. Right, move, move your muck. Move your muck. Unbelievable. So it just it just so happens that last week we were sh- talking about these mugs. We have some neighbors around the block from here from uh, a company called Zip Chair. They dropped these off yesterday. Yeah, they're right in Comac, uh, which is awesome. And they got uh, the Major League Baseball license, so obviously yeah. the, you know everything here is legit. And uh, they dropped these off for us, but they also hooked us up with a special code. If you want to go check that out, go to zipchair.com/oab. T and um, just check out everything they got. They got you remember those dream seats at yes. Stadium back in the day? Yes, they I made do. those. I know. So and Zip Chair's dream seats. It's very cool. Perfect for a man cave. Seriously, I mean, this thing would look amazing in my basement. I, I might have to uh, might have to talk to some of our contacts over there <laughs> at Zip Chair. Uh, go over really there. Cool that they live on not live, but their offices around the block. Yeah, here. so yeah, local guys. So zipchair.com/slash/oabt. Use the code oabt20 for twenty percent off one of the it Seriously, up. you can get one of these off chairs you can get with a recliner a couch i mean dude it's all about it uh we talked about um the big win today yes we talked about that and we we talked about the weather and we should just hit this at the top really really quickly about what's going on this weekend you alluded to it in the open it's that you guys are going to postpone the outing to washington dc we have to i yeah. mean it's supposed to snow 
and uh, we can't have an outing if it's snowing. And number one, our number one concern is not only the excitement of the day, but uh, the safety of the, all the fans trying to get to DC. Sure, yeah. If they're supposed to get five inches of snow, what can we do? Right. So we're not going to try to send buses down I-95 to a game that will probably get canceled. So the right thing to do, I felt, was to call the Nats. Shout out to Adam over there at the Nationals. We worked it out where we're going to just postpone the event completely, event completely, and go in September 22nd, and hopefully watch the Mets. Uh, clinch the there NL East. So there you go. straight swap. If you can't make it though, we'll give you a refund. There you go. So uh, and if you want need the uh, return, if you're gonna not can't make the September outing, you need the return address. It's all on the sevenline.com. Go check that out. You know, now that we've given the Nationals props for being accommodating for moving <laughs> moving the uh, outing, let's get on this win today because the Mets go in to Nationals Park on the Washington Nationals home opener. They go in and they fight back from two separate one-run deficits and they say to the Washington Nationals, "Guess what? We're here. We out here." Yep. I mean, seriously, that is such a big win for them. I know, I look, it's the 6th game of the season. I get it. But Jacob DeGrom works out of that self-made trouble, you know, where he put and loaded the bases in the I believe that was the 5th or the 6th, the 6th. To tell, you the, to tell you the truth, I was so busy working on the show today. I had right. it on the background. So, so he loads the bases. Sure. You know, Mets cling to a 4-2 lead after Conforto gave them the 4-2 lead. He loads the bases. Bases loaded, nobody out, gets out of it, punctuated by that uh, Trey Turner punch out where Turner actually got ejected for arguing the call. Uh, look, really, really great hitting by Conforto on the opposite field homer. Even better hitting by Jay Bruce. Going down 0-2 in the count with the bases loaded. Grand salami. Back to 3-2 and then hitting the uh, the salami, like you said. Look at the bullpen again. The bullpen has been really the story of this early season. We're talking Hansel Robles. Yes, that Hansel Robles. Just craziness the last two days. Robert Gesellman's been damn near untouchable. And then Seth Lugo the other night in relief of Matt Harvey. I mean just complete filth they've been great out of the bullpen and you know what i was very very concerned when i saw robles was coming back and you know what i'm happy to be wrong if this keeps up seven six strikeouts what is it seven batters he's faced and he struck out six of them including bryce harper today which look if you're not pumped up about this i don't care who you are and what you've done in the past if you're getting it done you're going to get into the games you're going to get high leverage spots Good on Hansel Robles for going down, taking his demotion, you know, like a man, and then coming back up here and and making it count. And good on, uh, the, we mentioned the two starters turned relievers, Lugo and Gesellman. I mean, these guys have been revelations out of the bullpen. You know I've been high on Gesellman as a reliever. I've you been saying been. that all, all winter. So right now, if they can do that and fill in for Swarzak, who's obviously landed on the DL, uh, and you can add that to Ramos and Blevins and Familia, that's a really, really good bullpen right now. So let's knock wood, hope it keeps up, knock these uh, Lumberland <laughs> Cups over here. But as of right now, uh, all things clicking for the New York Metropolitan. And if you're watching us, you are obviously a social media person. So you probably already know that Keith Hernandez has Twitter. But I tagged him in this little quote he had today on the broadcast. He said, the Mets are saying hello, we're here. And obviously, like you said, they're making a statement. It's early in the season. Let's not you know jump ahead of ourselves too, too much. But the Mets are here, and I think that they were in for a very, very exciting season. I don't know if it's yeah. a little too premature to say, but I don't think the Mets are going to be in second place at all this season. You How know what? That? I'd be fine with that, but what 
I will say is this: even if they don't, even if you don't win a division in April, you can you lose can it. Lose it. Absolutely. You absolutely can. So they are not buried. They're showing after a week of play that they're going to be right there, uh, hopefully, when all is said and done. So I don't think – I know that Josh is ready to go, but we do want to touch on something before we get him in. It is this whole Facebook stuff. I'm going to let you go first because mm-hmm. uh, you actually wrote a tweet today. I think it said that Tim was a little easy He's on the generous. broadcast, yeah. and, and I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. you wanted to air your, uh, your frustrations tonight on the show. So tell us about what your experience was yesterday during the Facebook live broadcast of the game it was the most laborious experience watching a baseball game that i've ever had i felt tired after watching it to be quite honest with you um so look i am not by any means old uh i i'm with the times i understand everything i understand the challenges that some of the broadcast team face so Scott Braun had a very arduous task up there. Not only did he have to kind of captain a, t- uh, a broadcast team that I'm not 100% sure was, was ready for prime time, um, but he also had to fill no commercial, you know, every commercial break because there were no commercial breaks. Um, but I kind of liked the no commercial breaks. I did too, but here, here's the thing. If you're going to do that, you have to have top-notch production. You know, we always talk about, you always hear how the Mets, you know, broadcast wins these Emmys and stuff like that. And as a kid, I would always be like, wow, you know, they win all these Emmys. Like, for, you know, I don't, I don't quite understand what for. Right. Watch today's game and how it was produced in Washington. Then go back and watch that Facebook game, and you will see the difference, okay? Another person who I gained tremendous amount of respect for yesterday was Steve Gelbs. Um, Steve Gelbs and guys like Steve and Kevin Burkhart, the insight that they can add to a game, man, I, I really like Alexa Dat, but I mean, it just was a completely different experience. Right. The one here's, here's my biggest takeaway. Okay. I thought Cliff Floyd did a pretty serviceable job. I thought John Cruck was a red nose away from a clown suit yesterday. I don't know what I, I, I was. I don't know if it was supposed to be a big joke, whatever. But this was obviously a broadcast. He's dropping f bombs on the broadcast. Also. I, mean, I mean, we do, but I mean that's a that's a different story. This was obviously a broadcast tailored to the look-in audience, to the average fan, maybe not even a casual fan, maybe somebody who's just morbidly curious that there's a sporting event on Facebook exclusively. And what I will say is this: as a baseball fan, I feel as though the game has a you know needs to do the uh, a service. To these casual fans who, hey, maybe they're not into baseball, but maybe they watch it and they say, eh, that's kind of cool. I could get into this. Why do we have to lower the bar? It's on Facebook, and we know we're going to have more casual baseball fans. So why do we have to dumb it down? Wouldn't it have been great if when John Cruck, when Scott Braun set him up for saying, do you agree with Rosario batting ninth in this strategy? Wouldn't it have been great if John Cruck said, you know what I do because Rosario's chase rate is is double Kevin Ploiecki's, and I really think Ploiecki can handle hitting in front of the pitcher better than Rosario can. Instead, he hems and haws through, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, analytics, uh, the game, uh, I'm fat. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't understand why it had to be that. Right. Why couldn't you just present baseball I, in a smart and digestible way? The, only, the other thing that, that uh, I think it's, it's uh, smart to touch on, the, the crew is not going to be able to – 
get better as they go because I think that the reason why they picked Kruk and Floyd is because they have they have ties to the teams right. that are playing. So right. it'd be different if like a, a new broadcast team needs to find their legs after a few weeks. I think it's going to switch all the time. Yeah, um, Braun I think might be there all the time, but I think the other guys around him might change. So who knows what's going to happen? It is a learning experience. I understand what the league is doing and yeah. Facebook's doing. They're trying to change a little bit and evolve. And if you don't evolve, you die. I say it all the time. I get it. Should it be only on Facebook? No, it should be an option. Um, I talked with Alyssa Rose yesterday. We did a little pregame show. Lucho called, and he said a lot of the soccer games are now exclusive on Facebook. And in the beginning, everyone hated it. They got better at it. So hopefully the, the, the baseball does as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we did put a poll up last night, actually, though, just to ask the fans. Because initially we put up a poll, and it was about 53 positive. And now the tides have severely changed. The poll said, if you watched the Mets game today or parts of it on Facebook, what did you think? 73% said they hated it. 27% said they liked it. The only reason I gave two was because if you didn't hate it, I would hope you would, you would click I liked it. I didn't hate it, so I actually clicked like, liked it. I didn't like it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I think it's a learning experience. I think it's going to get better. Yeah, I think that it would be great if we stopped pretending like we cracked the technology of live comments like five seconds ago. And, and, and we selected comments that maybe added something to the broadcast. I think that would be a huge improvement. So, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of, of improvements that they need to make to make that thing work. But it was certainly an experience, to say the least. And... Now, speaking of experiences, it is time to welcome in tonight's experience and tonight's guest. He has been part of the Mets radio booth since 2012. He is also the voice of the UCLA Bruins football and basketball teams. In addition to his play-by-play -play work, you can catch his new Mets Daily podcast after every single game. It's our good friend, 710WOR's Josh Lewin. Josh, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. You guys like my uh, Something About Mary headsets here? It's like Warren. I like <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm old like school ears, kill you. <laughs> dude if I could go like over the head I think I might have to change because I hate these little ear things they fall out on me all the time <laughs> it's crazy these aren't even from mattress it's like my own special uh blend here it's like old school but it's all I have it's all I have with me so I uh, appreciate you guys having me how about uh, those I, how about those Mets huh how about those Mets five and one and uh Washington kind of looking up at the world here. This was, a, this was a good day today. So before we jump into the baseball talk, uh, I actually went and saw you at Foley's a couple years ago. And uh, I was talking to Alyssa Rose about this yesterday. And you kind of, obviously you're very accomplished in the broadcast world, but you also moon, moonlight as a, as a musician. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about that? Uh, I'm not great at it. I'm kind of, a, you know how like if you love to golf, you're kind of a hack. You just go out there and do it anyway because you like the, the exercise and the sunshine. That's kind of what this is, really. Um, I played piano bar in college back in Northwestern to try to kind of make ends meet and get some extra extra money. Where am I looking, by the way? I can't uh, right you know, It doesn't matter, actually. <laughs> yeah. Worst diaper in the world. I, I think I've done this like four times in my whole life. Am I looking at you now? Yeah, sure. You're good. Yeah, you yeah, look yeah, great. Yeah. I feel all sketchy, like here, there, and everywhere. I think that's the camera right there. Uh, so, yeah, I did, like, uh, you know, Michael Buble kind of stuff, you know, uh, Billy Joel and Elton John and, uh, you know, just to make some, you know, tip money, to, to have some spending money in college and kind of gave it up for a long time. But the, one of the great things about being back in, in New York is, uh, you know, you can find places to play and people who want to 
jump in with you. I found a guy named James Tristan Redding, who's a great guitarist, so we get together and, and play and jam sometimes. And yeah, I was in a dad band back in Dallas for a while when I was doing the Texas Rangers games. But it, it is my golf. You know, everybody needs a little something to uh, just kind of take their mind off their work, and, and that's what music is for me. And that's what broadcasting is for me. So that, right? <laughs> right? So there you go. Um, well, of course, let's get into that. Your main gig is the Mets. Um, believe it or not, I, I sent it to Darren, and I tweeted it yesterday. Back when I, inter- I interviewed you down in spring training five years ago, and I had a lot more hair. And, you know, but it was it was a – <laughs> so it was a, it's it was funny to go back and look at that back then you told me um that this was a must get job when uh when we talked so let's go back to 2012 and talk about how you did get it what went on behind the scenes that brought you ultimately to new york well and hang on i'm gonna go off camera because i gotta pick my nose hang on one second <laughs> You only get this here, folks. Very would, would nice. Would Scully have done that, too? Very... I didn't really have to pick. I just had to scratch, but there's no way that comes across well. So I just had to go over here to do that. Um, so 2010 was my last year doing Texas Rangers games. I'd done their TV uh, that entire decade and made a lot of big changes. Uh, I got divorced, left the Rangers. It was kind of a almost a mutual thing where just, you know, the marriage wasn't quite working anymore. The job didn't feel right anymore. I wasn't. Yeah, I had done TV for 16 years. I, well, uh, 14 years at that point. I was doing the Fox uh, backup game of the week. Backup, backup game of the week. It was Joe Buck as the one and Tom Brenneman as the two. I was three. Then Matt Vazgersian came along. It became very apparent that he was going to be the, you know, the big thing that I kind of wanted to be. But TV, I don't think, was ever a great fit for me. So I, in 2010, I was, um, I guess, 37 years old maybe and just kind of feeling like, you know what, I mean uh, – if there's ever going to be big changes, I guess it's probably now is a good time. I want to get back into radio. I don't know what that's going to look like. I did a talk show for a while in Dallas. Um, had no idea, you know, what my next uh, romantic situation was going to be. But, you know, my kids understood that, you know, if the job's not working and the marriage isn't working, just, you know, make a change. You know, go work, try to find where you're happy. So long story, but, I mean, 2011, I just kind of treaded water for a little bit. Uh, 2012 is when the Mets job popped open. And I was like, okay, that that's the one. I mean, I grew up a Mets fan in Rochester. This is like the holy grail job. Um, Kenny Albert actually is the one that called me, told me it was open. I had no idea oh, wow. that Wayne Hagen was leaving. I hadn't heard that. But Kenny said, you know, my name had come up at WFAN. And, uh, you know, was I interested? And I said, yes, very, very interested. I miss doing the everyday rhythm of Major League Baseball a lot. And the Mets are my dream job. So uh, it took a while to kind of get approved. I, I did a, an interview with Howie. We did a, you know, like a sit down. We did kind of a, um, an audition together. It was a, that they gave us a tape of the, uh, you, you might remember this game. Uh, uh, Pagan hit a home run against the Cardinals in July yes. to win a game at City Field, right? In 2011, yep. that's the game where the SNY guys were in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. So that's the game that we did. We did like two or three innings of that game. And FAN thought it was okay. The Mets thought it was okay. So I'll tell you this story real – well, it's too late to be real quick. But I was still doing the talk show in Dallas, and football obviously being king in Dallas, they sent everybody to Radio Row, which I had no interest in for the Super Bowl. But there I was that whole week. It was just before spring training, obviously. So, you know, I was aware that either I'm going to get this job or I'm not going to get this job, but it's all going to kind of come to a head now. 
while I'm in Indianapolis where the Giants were playing the Patriots in the, in the Super Bowl. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's close. I don't know. There's a couple other guys in the mix. I don't know what we're doing. And this is a true story. I went Thursday night. We were staying at this terrible hotel, like way suburban Indianapolis. I think it was like a, like a La Quinta or something like that. All due respect to La Quintas, but I mean, it was roadside hotel. And across the street was a Target. It was like a super Target. And I went in there and the new baseball cards were out. And geek that I am, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to buy a pack of baseball cards. And if there is a Met in here, I'm going to take that as a sign be in a good mood and i'm gonna go forward with my day swear to god i open up the very first card on top is david wright no yeah i'm like it's mr met right i mean so to speak so i just had this kind of i mean i'm not a big believer in karma or anything and maybe they would have called anyway first thing in the morning but i just i slept really well that night i'm like you know what i've done everything i can I've let them know who I am. I really would love to do this job for the rest of my life, be the number two guy for Howie. That's like perfect. And I and I, and I went to so anyway. Uh, next morning, I'm at Radio Row. Our show was beginning at uh, 10 a.m. and at 9:48 or something like that, Mark Chernoff called from FAN and said, "You've got the job." So I I had to go and do those four hours on the air. I have no idea. I think we interviewed the Papa John's guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think like Ryan Leaf stopped by or something. But I have no recollection of what we talked about for four hours. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm going to I got to be in spring training in a week." That's so, quite the collection of luminaries right there, Papa John and uh, and <laughs> Ryan Leaf. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so. so but no, so it, it all worked out great. I mean, I hustled down to spring training. 2012 was not a great year on the field, but I, it, it was a dream come true for me, and, and I couldn't have been happier. So uh, let's talk about that dream job for a second, because there was a little bit there in the middle where we weren't exactly sure if you were going to be sticking around after they uh, switched over to WRR. So Brian and I actually both campaigned pretty hard for you, and uh, you know, I was constantly going on Twitter saying, you know, if anyone's reading this, uh, g- give uh, give Josh a shot, and you know, br- keep the team together. So was there ever a moment where you didn't think that you were going to stick around? No, you know, the OR guys were amazing from the get-go. It was just, you know, everybody's got a left hand's got to talk to the right hand. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't panic, but. I wasn't sure, you know, I mean, it was an iHeart now, I guess it was Clear Channel back then, iHeart is what they're called now, and I've been working for the the San Diego Chargers with iHeart for like 10 years, so I mean, everybody knew everybody, Uh, I wasn't panicked, but I wasn't sure, and you guys definitely moved the needle, And, and I know this because, and I've never told this story before, but right when it was almost to the point where they said, okay, let's start negotiating, let's get this done. Uh, I got a really weird phone call. I was actually in Chicago doing a game for Big Ten Network. I was doing a Northwestern game. It was like zero degrees out. And I got this call, took it in my rental car. I know you're not supposed to take a call while you're driving, but I saw the the 212 area code pop up. I'm like, oh, this could be the call. Um, They wanted to know if I had relatives that were like calling the station and (laughs) campaigning on my behalf. And, you know, why was I doing this? And I had to tell them, I, I don't know. And it, it dawned on me, maybe it's the seven line guys. <laughs> maybe it's like you Sorry. Know, some, of those, some of those turkeys. I don't I said, but I, you know, I'm not having my cousins, you know, like try to jam your phone lines or anything. That, that's not me. I wouldn't, I, I don't play that way, but I'm sure it was you guys. And they did notice because they thought that I was the one behind it. So, um, I had to clear that up. I remember right before that, the game that night, uh, 
you know, putting in a call to like some people in the business. Like, have I blown this? You know, do they think I'm some creep now that's like enlisting people to call on my behalf? So, yeah, thanks for nothing, guys. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, well-deserved. That praise was well-deserved. Uh, Orange and Blue Thing chatting live uh, with one of the radio voices of the New York Mets, Josh Lewin. Um, let's jump into the team here. Um, what have you seen thus far that you've liked specifically in the way Mickey Calloway has operated during his first week as a major league manager? Yeah, you know, I'm going to borrow from from Tim McCarver, if I can, uh, can name drop for a second, because he was at the, the first few games doing the, the Cardinals TV coverage. And Tim was always so great to me when I was doing the box stuff. I would work with him in September when Joe Buck would go off to do the, the football. I would get moved up uh, on the conveyor belt, and Tim and I would do maybe three, four games in September together, and he just treated me great. And, uh, so I, and I trust him, and I, and I like him. And he came over to me and said, and, and he prefaced it because he's a Memphis guy just like Mickey. You know, he said, I've got a soft spot. He said, I am so impressed with how relaxed this guy is. And if you kind of watch the body language between Gabe Kapler and Mickey in that Philadelphia series, two brand-new managers are about the same age. You know, they, they've got a lot of things in common. They're analytically savvy, all that. But Mickey just looks like it's no big deal. You know, like he was born to do this. He knows he was born to do this. And he doesn't care that it's New York. It might as well be Paducah, Kentucky. He just he does not care. Um, It's not like I'm saying the moment is too big for Gabe Kapler. But the most impressive thing about Mickey is that he just seems completely at home right now. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, I think you'll have a very unique perspective on this because in in a post-Saber world, chemistry is almost a dirty word now right in in the game um i said earlier this week just from watching this team on tv there's a distinctly different feeling to them um and how they conduct their business i think a lot of that is mickey um but they also made some significant veteran additions and and re-additions here in guys like todd frazier and jay bruce uh, that obviously have been touted as clubhouse guys as character guys just how much of a difference does that make to how a team conducts itself on an everyday basis? I think especially with the absence of David Wright, I think that that is a big thing. And David was always the guy. And Neil Walker had a little bit of that last year, too. There's got to be a guy that uh, doesn't take himself too seriously, but takes the game very seriously, if that makes sense. And I, I kind of think that it's a little bit like I think how Howie and I try to do the broadcast, too. You know, t- don't take yourself too seriously but take the game seriously. And that seems to permeate. I mean, Todd Frazier is exactly that guy. And, uh, you know, Cabrera actually is kind of that guy too. And Jay Bruce is a professional who, yeah, he's got a little bit of, a little bit of Paul O'Neill in him to me, almost a little bit of BJ Surhoff from back in the day where, you know, he can kind of, you can see sometimes it, it does affect him. You know, he, he thinks about it. And he, you know, he's pissed about whatever didn't go right. And he wears that a little bit differently than some of the other guys. But, uh, you know, I, I think he's a great leader and, and leading isn't always, come on guys, we're all going to do this. Or, you know, let's get, get in this guy's face and point a finger. Uh, I, I was blessed to be in Baltimore doing uh, what Wayne Randazzo is doing now for us, who had that pregame postgame role years ago when Cal Ripken was there. And that was Cal. I mean, you know, Cal hated being called a leader because he didn't, he wasn't a rah-rah guy, but that's what he was. I mean, just how he went about his business. Harold Baines was a guy like that, super quiet, but just did his job. And if he had to point something out, he point something out. So I think you've got that mix. You got veterans, you got young guys that are all getting along. 
and guys like Adrian Gonzalez and Frazier and, and, you know, and Bruce, all those people, I think, make a difference. So I don't know if you could see from your angle there, Mr. Lewin, but I'm rocking my Believe in Harvey shirt tonight. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm not rocking s- my Untuck It, by the way. <laughs> nice. Big on me, but... Hey, they don't pay us, Josh. Carefully. You know? <laughs> no, I know. I had so anyway, I'm not saying that he has to be the Harvey of old, and I, I'm kind of I'm actually over the whole Dark Knight persona and all that stuff, but do you think that Harvey, what we've seen so far, obviously it's only been one game, but what you've seen, how he conducted himself in spring training, and obviously the Mets, if they're going to win, they need a healthy pitching staff. Do you believe in Harvey, or uh, do you need to see more? No, and you're right. I mean, one game in the regular season, you, you can't judge everything off of that, but you couple that with his demeanor in spring training. Uh, it, it's it's a focus, but it's not a weird hyper focus. I mean, it almost seems like he's finally found a way to get to Zen, which is just what he never could do before. You know, all these incredible expectations, and let's be honest, he put a lot of them on himself. You know, if you're walking around with a shirt that says MH33 on it, you know, you're supposed to be something and do something. If you've got a nickname, really cool nickname like the Dark Knight of Gotham. You're not supposed to be mediocre. Right. And it's almost like once he shed that image, once he decided, you know, I don't have to run in those circles. I just got to relax and be me. Um, I think that's when it started really taking off for him. And, and I'd be surprised if it deterred uh, too much from, from what we've seen. I mean, obviously, you knock wood or uh, poor Mike or whatever I got right here. <laughs> but um, he, he's doing all the right things. He's saying all the right things. And that fastball was averaging, what, 91 miles an hour and granted in cold weather i think it's going to bump up to 93 94 going forward but it ain't no 98 anymore and i said on the air the other day for all the hue and cry about hey the mets have to go sign lance lynn it's almost like they kind of have lance lynn now and his name is matt harvey you know this right-handed guy who's going to give you six innings and uh you know two runs allowed and and just be a serviceable number three dude that's all he needs to be behind noah and, and degrom uh, Michael Conforto made his return to the lineup today. Obviously, the big two-run homer that gave them that lead that they didn't never gave back. Um, how do you think the Mets are going to navigate this crowded outfield? You know, Brandon Nimmo had that double off the wall. looked like that was out for a second, too. How are they going to get all uh, these guys in the, in the lineup every single day? It, it strikes me that it's a really nice problem to have. Yeah. But, it, I mean, somebody's going to get out of kilter here because, I mean, I'm already looking ahead to – to the Gio Gonzalez game, Lagaris is hitting about 380 against Gio Gonzalez. If I'm Mickey Calloway, I'm playing Lagaris. Uh, so Conforto comes back, hits a home run, he's got to sit right away. Or Nemo's got to sit again. He's batted 12 times, he's been on base eight out of 12. I mean, you know, you, you got to sit at least one of those guys, if not two. So uh, good problems to have. And, and I keep thinking that at some point, maybe Jay Bruce getting some time at first base is an answer. But I, I don't think they've reached that point yet. Uh, I, I love what Nimmo's done. I think he's a great fourth outfielder. Uh, Ligaris, you love for the defense. You keep him around. So hopefully there's a, enough food you can spread around everybody's plate. Let me just pop in there for, uh, for a question here. Uh, I actually tweet before the game when the lineup came out. I think unless something's going on with Rosario, he's got to be out there every day. And I understand that they're trying to mix and match and you know give Reyes some time as well. But do you think that, that Rosario should be out there every day? I was a little surprised that he wasn't out there today. I mean, especially coming off of a, a two-run triple and, you know, he's making every play in the field. The the only thing I guess you can say, and I think Mickey kind of hinted at this a little bit before the game, is Strasburg's the kind of guy against a righty, especially a free-swinging righty, 
that can take you off your game a little bit. And there's an off day tomorrow. Could be an off day Saturday if it snows here. You know, do you want Rosario, who's now doing this confidence-wise, do you want him to get in that situation where maybe he has a bad day in cold weather against Strasburg and, and do that? So that's the only thing that I can think of, unless, like you say, there's something we don't know about. Mickey didn't say anything about any any injury or anything like that. I, I, I mean, it's a curious decision, but but it's, it, it worked today because Reyes was fine. Yeah. Darren Meenan and Brian Ernie talking with 710 WOR's Josh Lewin. Uh, Josh, let's talk about the podcast. Uh, it's called the Daily yeah. Mets Podcast, and it's available uh, right after every Mets game. You can find it very easily on Josh's Twitter account. That's at Josh Lewin Stuff. Um, tell us how it came to be. Well, I, I felt like there just was too much stuff on the cutting room floor with every broadcast. You know, we come in there, and there's a lot of stuff we want to tell you guys, but you know, the, the game is the thing. You know, we, we're not going to just all of a sudden do some soliloquy when it's a 3-3 game in the in the eighth inning. We wouldn't be doing our jobs at that point. And there's just, you guys know this better than, than anybody. I mean, there's just such a hue and cry, not just in New York and the tri-state area, but everywhere. I mean, I do these UCLA games now, and there's five or six guys on the UCLA staff that are big Mets fans. And, you know, people in L.A., they're transplants. I mean, you and I, we all know this is a global thing with the Mets. So, uh, I got into the podcasting thing. I did an NFL one with Westwood one last year when I left the chargers. Cause I just kind of missed the NFL and they said, Hey, if you want to do something, you know, try to do a podcast. So I kind of got the podcast bug. I like it. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun so far. In fact, in, uh, I'm looking at the clock here in, in, uh, 15 minutes, I timed it. You can schedule these things. I, I just learned, uh, it's going to launch in fifth. Cause I didn't want people to, to leave, you to, oh, thank I, you I, very I, much. You're the best, I don't, Josh. I don't want to redirect them in any way. So you're the as best. Soon as, you, as soon as you guys are done, the, the new episode for tomorrow is going to launch a little early. I recorded it uh, between when we're talking and, and when the game just ended. So, uh, yeah, super fun project. Not real creative with the naming mechanism. Daily Mets podcast. It just says exactly what it is. And it's kind of an extended play version of the uh, the What Did We Learn Today segment that they, they have me doing. In, in the Mets post games, but instead of having to jam it into 60 seconds, I can take 12 minutes. I can take 18. So, um, you know, it's not the complete comprehensive breakdown or anything, but we, we tell some stories, we have some laughs. And, and this one you'll, you'll like guys with the day off coming up. Uh, I, I put something in the bank in spring training. I did this long form kind of inside the actor's studio with Gary Cohen. Oh, nice. And it, and it ended up being, we're going to have to do a part two, if not three. Oh, we only got up to the point where he actually got the Mets job years and years ago. We just did this whole who is Gary Cohen thing. So that's going to run, I guess, uh, what is the off day? Uh, Friday turning into Saturday. Look for that one. So, yeah, thanks for the plug, Daily Mets podcast. It'll, it'll be on iTunes soon, uh, I, I think within a day or two. But for now, I just go to the, uh, the WOR website, am710wor.com, and the little podcast dealy pops up and you just hit ours and, and there it is. That's awesome. And, and speaking of timing, I know that the, the, the trains are always all wacky over there in DC and you told me you got to catch one soon. So we're not going to keep it for too much longer, but, hey, uh, buddy. but, uh, Brian actually talked about your Twitter account just a, just a second ago. And I love that after we were in DC last year, your Twitter bio, whatever you call it, your Twitter avatar is a photo of our buddy Salazar holding your big head. So I got to just say personally, Salazar! <laughs> I just, just personally uh, thank you for always being so cool to the crew. And, you know, whenever we're there, you drop na you name drop the crew. And not that we go out there for for uh, recognition or getting name drops on the radio, but it's always cool that you guys go go out of your way to do that. So I got to just say thank you for that. 
Well, it's funny that, that you, I mean, I, I love what you guys are all about. I always have. I mean, it is kind of why I wanted this job so bad is it's just, you know, if you've got that, that blue and orange blood in you, uh, you know, you might as well share it. And, and, you know, you guys have found actually created a community where you can do that. And uh, the, the reason I'm going to be missing the game here in Washington on Saturday, if indeed they play, uh, I've got here. Here's my scarf. I'm 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 actually going to London. No way. Uh, yeah, I'm taking a day. Well, I get I get like a, a set number of days off a, a year, and the UCLA schedule is super friendly this year. There's only like five misses in September that I have to have. So once I figured out, it's a Sunday night game. I can get back in time for that. There's a day off tomorrow. The only game I'd miss if I take off for a weekend is Saturday. I'm flying to London, and my team is trying to fight off relegation down there. They're called Brighton and Hove Albion. I've never been to their stadium. I'm just a fan. That's awesome. But but it's the same kind of – what drew me to them is what draws me to you guys and and to the Mets in general is there's just such a – a great community. I mean, everybody looks out for everybody and, and everybody wants it to be great. And, uh, you know, the, the way they talk so passionately about their little team, you know, I mean, they're, they are, they're, you know, not even the Mets to the Yankees. If you want to do that, you know, that old saw, they're kind of the, you know, they'd be like the, the brewers or something to the rest of the world. I mean, they're just, they're, there's not a lot to them, but they're trying to make something and they've got this great community. So I'm going to go look at it. Uh, up close and personal, and, and, uh, and I can't wait. But, yeah, it reminds me of you guys so much. It sounds That's like awesome. a lot of fun. That's awesome. And, and speaking of looking out for people, I have to say this. I think I said this back on our very first episode a year and a half ago or whatever. We alluded to that interview that, that I got to do with you back in 2013. And I, Darren's always saying thank you to people for, for seven-line stuff. I have to say, I went – Mets blog sent me down there in 2013 to cover the team for about a week. Um, and it, that is such an intimidating situation to be in. I have to say it was one of my, it was my first time covering a professional team. Um, and you were amazing. You were, you were so welcoming in that situation. I know that you're going to like blow it off or whatever and be, be modest about it. Hi, but, you, just, you just say hi to people. If they show up, it's not, not difficult. But you know what? As, as a kid in that situation, I, I don't even think I was 30 yet. You know, it, it, it meant a lot to me. So thank you very well, much for that. I appreciate no, it. No, I mean, I could tell your passion and, and that's what I connect with. And that's why, you know, you guys are uh, so meaningful to so many people. So we're, we, we talk a, a similar language and I, I appreciate you guys a lot. Awesome, Josh. We're looking forward to seeing you at uh, at many, many more games. Safe travels this yes, weekend. Yeah, safe Thank travels you, yeah. this weekend. If, if, if you don't hear me on the broadcast Sunday, I just fell in love with England and I said the hell with it. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> I think I'm coming back. <laughs> there we go. Josh Lewin, check out Josh's Daily Mets podcast. And, of course, catch him over with Howie Rose and Wayne Randazzo every game on the flagship station for Mets Baseball 710 WR. Thanks so much, man. Thank See you, guys. Thank you. Josh Lewin, everybody, uh, you know, one of the true good guys in broadcasting, man. That, that is one good dude. And I know that we were having a little bit of audio issues. I mean, this is our first time doing it on Periscope and Facebook at the same time. So learning process here. And I actually didn't even do this in the jump, which you, we always do. We have a share contest at the end of the show. Share the show right now. Be in the running for a free gift card to the Seven Lions website. If you're watching us on Twitter, Periscope, Twitter. this is the first time you could do that as well. Retweet this right now. Um, and if you've been watching this far, we, we thank you for watching on our first ever broadcast on Periscope. Same thing, gift card to the 7 website. Just press retweet right now. So let's get into this New Balance event. Yes. You're all decked out. I am. You're, I'm, you're, if you're listening, you, you got I, kicks. I'm rocking we the both kicks. Are rocking New Balance kicks. Uh, that your they, monogrammed ones, your name's in the back of yes, those, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. My New Balance gear so here. So we got, we got 
fitted out in all this new stuff. I was rocking that hoodie yesterday. Very, very comfortable. Uh, shout out to New Balance. Just for, just for helping, not helping, but just selecting us to be a part of this event. Very cool. And I think it was awesome, and, and hopefully it's an annual thing. I kind of, uh, we were talking to Cassidy. It didn't make the edit, but I was like, if you do this next year, uh, you know, I kind of just made him invite us for next year. Look, they <laughs> were great. So let's show you all the best of Monday at the New Balance in the game event at City Field. All right, we're here with Pat Cassidy from New Balance. Pat, what's up, man? Not much. How you doing? Thank you. This is an honor. It was an honor for us to be here, and we appreciate you uh, including us and inviting us. It was an amazing day. We were we were so happy to even be considered. Quite frankly, we felt like we're like influencers. We feel so good about that. You are influencers. Well, you guys, you guys are the top of the list. I was like, wait a minute. Like, we get to play on the field. Like, yeah. we didn't get to obviously because of the weather, but yeah, definitely an honor. We could see our breath today, and it snowed. So you know, when it true snows, it pours. But yes, you know, true, it is what it is. What true can you do about weather? You know? Can you tell the fans at home a little bit more about the relationship that New Balance now has with the Mets? Sure. Uh, earlier this year, we signed a, a seven-year deal with the Mets to be a, a primary sponsor with them. The, the Mets have been wonderful partners. So it looks good. New Balance is a, a challenger brand, right? Like, we're not as big as some of our main competitors, and, like, we try to find, like, partnerships, you know, with, with teams and people who, who embody the same type of thing that we do. And when the opportunity with the Mets came up, it was like, yeah, that's that's – that's who we should be in business with. Uh, you know, we have we're making strong inroads in New York City. We have a good brand new partnership with the New York City Roadrunners, where we sponsor the New York City Marathon. So, Very cool. as we look at how we like carve out our space in, in uh, the New York culture and community, it's like the Mets. This is this is somebody we can build with. All right, so I just want to welcome everybody. I'm Chuck. I'm your host for today. We are here to celebrate the partnership between New Balance and the Mets, and we obviously want to thank all of you for coming in today. Uh, we're going to make some snow angels today. Um, <laughs> we're going to go into the batting cages, but we're going to obviously switch you guys up in teams. you got the two different uniforms on. Everybody's going to get two minutes to hit, get as many hits as you can. Whoever's the, the top two hitters from the teams, we're going to go ahead and hit the championship match. Nice. All right. Is this like a, like is this like a cool walk <laughs> That's a WWE entrance walk. From team 1, Brian Ernie from Seven Line. For team number two, ladies and gentlemen, from the Seven Line. Yes. Please welcome to the plate, Derek Meeting. Good job. Soldier. Yeah, he beat me. <laughs> 
Watch the tape, watch the tape. Yeah, he can play short tonight. So you can take a spot. I take day off today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too cold, too yeah, cold. Too cold for me. Yeah. How's the swing? Let me see, I told you right now. He looks pretty good. Yeah. I take it. I think he's lying. I think he's just saying that for the camera. <laughs> 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 says says you can play tonight for him. You want. We got no, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, is he talking shit, saying I'm good? No, I'm the. No, he knew. He's like, yo, he must play. He's like, nice swing. All right, back at the New Balance in the game event here at City Field. This is our host for the whole day, Chuck Lott. What's up, man? What's going on, man? How you doing, dude? We had so much fun. This was incredible. It really was. Uh, you know what? I, I've done a handful of events at the park over the years. This is probably the most fun event that I well, had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. I mean, it, it's all about the people, right? And, uh, I mean, we have some pretty cool we people here. So. On the field, but, you know, good plan B was just as cool. Man, I, look, yesterday I went to the track. Mm -hmm. I ran, came home, sat on the patio, and I woke up to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. I got nothing. It's awful, man. I got it's nothing. absolutely awful. All right. Tell us. Be, be truthful. Did I deserve the MVP award? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, wait, wait. You deserve the MVP okay. award. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You. Look, we awarded the MVP based on, you know. <laughs> you don't mess with the flight plan out of LaGuardia. You just don't mess with it. That happens quite a bit here. <laughs> uh, but, no, you know, somebody who was there. You were you were right there the whole time, there, you know. So there. congratulations again to everybody out there in in, in La La Land in That's the it. WWE universe. You know, congratulations. You were the MVP of the day. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely a real thing, man. Dude, it was it was a lot of fun. I, we were so thankful that you guys had us and hosted us. So congratulations. Oh, man. Let me step out of the picture there. Look at this thing. Yeah, that's nice. Huh? All right. It's so exciting. <laughs> So not only are we giving away a championship trophy, but we have we have an MVP trophy as well. And the person who was actually the MVP, he said something a, a little while ago. He said he felt useless and like he, he wasn't doing anything. And so, um, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> well, sir, Brian, come on up here, man. You are not useless. You are not useless. the MVP of the day. I'm not useless. You are not useless. Congratulations. What would you like to be called? The MVP? Yeah, well, yeah, now. I'm going to make my wife call me that for sure. <laughs> That's fine with me. I've been here for five years. You know, I've taken a look at, at your line, and it's just incredible what you guys have done. Thank you. How you did it. Um, where you are right now, and you know, it, it doesn't look like you're stopping. So that that is that is incredible, absolutely well, incredible. Brian and I say it often. Any reason to get to the ballpark is a good one, even when there's a few inches of snow on the ground. So today was a great time. So a few inches you. of snow on the ground. There's a snowman <laughs> over there. If you guys, that's it. I know we got to get that. The snowman. And remember, MVP. <laughs> it's it's true. I am the MVP. I was busting your chops all freaking day. You were. Uh, and Lizzie, thanks, Lizzie, for uh, pointing out my dad bod. The dad uniforms bods. weren't exactly flattering. I should have probably got an extra large. <laughs> but I wanted to tuck in the shirt to you go full. Make it look good. Well, like, yeah, I wanted to tuck in the shirt to go full baseball uni. You know, they gave us a nice belt, you know, tuck in the pants. 
I, my muffin top did not look too good. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's and my okay. swing looked even worse. That's but. right. My swing looked amazing. <laughs> um, I think that there Speaking of someone be, who didn't get the swing, though. The, the, yes. Taylor. Yes, I know. So our girl Taylor Rooks from SMY uh, got delayed in Atlanta coming back, I'm, I'm assuming from the holiday with her family. And uh, But we did get a chance to catch up with her at the reception afterwards. So here we are with our girl Taylor Rooks. Joined by the lovely SMY's Taylor Rooks. What's going on? Everything is good. It's cold. But everything is good. Unfortunately, you didn't get to hit today. <laughs> okay. So you got you stuck know, in Atlanta. It was because I didn't want to embarrass you guys. I, I, you, know? you know why? I knew you, had a, you were going to be a ringer. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We knew it. We knew it. We knew you were going to put some out of the of the yard here. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your gig at SMY. It's been what, it's been a couple of years now, right? It's actually been a year and a okay. half, which is crazy to me. It's flown by. It'll be two years in September. Yeah. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, you know, opening kind of my eyes to baseball. It's never been something I really watched a lot unless mm-hmm. it was the Cardinals. Right, um, but it's been it's been a fun ride so far. That's right. You grew up in St. Louis, right? No, in I was Missouri? born in St. Louis. My okay. uncle played for the Cardinals, so okay. my entire family are like Cardinals fans. All right. So in the broadcasting game, obviously everybody's always asking what's next. We, Gary Cohen was just on the broadcast, and they were saying when he got this, his job, he said, "What's next?" And he was laughing like thirty this, years this, ago. Yeah, so this is it, Cohen, you know. Like, what's next for you? And he's but like, yeah, I'm doing my dream job. Would, you know, what yeah. would be next for you? You know, I think my dream really is just having a really intimate interview setting, me and one other person, and really having conversations that matter and conversations that are meaningful. That's my favorite thing about being a journalist is being able to ask questions and understand people. So in a perfect world, if I could have like a show where it's me and one person and we talk about things that matter, that's that's what it would be for me. I like that. You're kind of doing that now, though, right? You have the podcast. Yes, and and that's why I love it. Is it also video? I know I've seen some segments that you you put on your Twitter account. Yeah. But do you do the whole segment online, or is it? downloadable just as audio yeah so it's downloadable just as audio but we're going to try and transition to putting all the videos on youtube i wanted to start as a podcast so it had that authentic feel of just sound and stuff right um but we're going to start doing the video it's always all recorded but we only put like two promo clips right, right, right. of the video so it's been fun that's definitely my favorite thing that i do it definitely looks very pro obviously you're doing it straight from sny yeah. I mean, i've seen a lot of like the really cool backgrounds uh, you know, backdrop of the, of the city out the window mm-hmm. and some great guests. So Yeah, and you've been to the studio? I have. Did it's you very, enjoy it? I Yeah, I had yeah. Uh, quite a few beers thanks to SMY. <laughs> I hung out there last year. They had to kick me out. I was like one of the last guys there. But, no, yeah, it was, I always liked a nice invite to go to SMY. Why not? Yes, you, know? so you any, can come anytime. All right, before we let you warm up, tell everybody where they can download the podcast and, and get that. Yes, for sure. So it's Time Out with Taylor Rooks. You can get it on iTunes and SoundCloud, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. At Taylor Rooks. Very easy. There you go. There it is. <laughs> SMY's Taylor Rooks. Thanks of for having hanging out yes. with us. Yes. Go Mets. It's a shame she had to miss the – well, she she got to the second part of it, which was the food and the hangout, food, which you yeah, never exactly. want to miss that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, actually last year – I'm a little embarrassed because last year when we talked about Taylor, I didn't know who she was yet. So um, she's been doing great things, and I actually got to listen to a couple of her podcasts. And cool. It's, it's – I'm just excited – that uh, we got to meet another cool person that day that I, that I didn't get to meet yet. But exactly. A guy that I was looking yes. forward to meet. After I saw the roster of the people that were on this thing, I knew a couple people, but the 2018 that's behind us, if you're listening afterwards, maybe check him out. Baron Von Fancy, big, big Mets fans. You've probably seen him, big Mets fan. You probably, probably have seen him and his girl walking around at the games. They're very distinct in their style. 
uh, tied out out. He's got crazy hair, but he also designed one of the free shirt Fridays. Yeah. So we talked about those, you know, back towards whatever episode it was towards the beginning of the season. But he designed one, and we caught up with Baron Von Fancy. Check it out. What's up, everybody? Orange and blue thing live from the In the Game event presented by New Balance here at City Field. We are with Mr. Baron Von Fancy. What's up, man? What's up? Honored to be here. So cool to, to do this with you guys. Dude, it's great to have you. We like my first exposure to your work was actually the 2018 little uh, you know, thing you did oh, for us for the set. Yeah, and then I went down the rabbit hole, and then it was like, oh, geez, this guy's dope, man. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I love that you've seen this stuff. I it's try awesome. to bring a sign to at least every game. Absolutely. So today, let me ask you, because like a lot of people were either calling you Baron, Gordon. Like, what do you want to go by? Like when you meet someone at a bar, at a game, whatever, what do you what do you tell them? I introduce myself as Gordon, but a lot of the, now my mom calls me Baron as like to be funny about it. So I just I listen for either one, Gordon or Baron. It's like a wrestler. Like when you when we we were close with Kurt Hawkins from WWE, and I'm like, why? Well, so my buddy saw him on opening day. It's like, do you call him Kurt or do you call him Brian? He's like, I went Kurt because you know wrestlers <laughs> they want to be respectful of the gimmick. You know what I'm saying? But you hear a lot. You have season tickets, right? Yep, so you yep. hear like I saw you on TV yesterday yep. with your sign. We tried to come. Me and my girlfriend, a uh, couple of Mets to seven. 70 of 82 games, um, wow. at least. So people that are listening to this afterwards might, you know, if they're not watching the live show on Facebook, you have a very distinct look. You got the tie-dye, yeah, you got we, the hair. So, you know, is, is your love of the Mets 365 or not Not, not your love of the Mets, but is the, the tie-dye and the, and the hair, is that, is that a full-time gig or only during gig. baseball season? I wear tie-dye in my everyday life all day, every day, but I wear only blue and orange tie-dye when I come to Mets games. But otherwise, I'm always wearing tie-dye. Uh, I started once I started losing my hair. I started dying in blue and orange. So till it's all gone, I'll keep doing the blue and orange thing. <laughs> it comes faster than you think, man. And I'd say I came to a lot of games wearing blue and orange tie dye. But till I had a beautiful girlfriend walking around with me, where you're noticed as two people, that's what really changed. Where we really started to get the ball. Right, moving, right, 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 right. Uh, in terms of like having a social media account. Yeah, because you guys have, actually have a couple of accounts. Like you have your own, and I then have, you have the couple of Mets. Yep. So that's like your joint one. Yep. So that's cool. And Baron Bon Fancy for me was always like my business thing, and I wanted a way to show like what I do personally, how I spend my free time, and I spend the majority of my free time watching baseball, so I might as well express that and let people see that. So right. I love it. Right. So uh, tell some of our, our fans, our listeners out there, like what you do day-to-day -day basis, because obviously I know you as an artist. You have a very distinct style, very distinct penmanship. Uh, Brian's going to hit on something in a little bit about what you're doing this year with the Mets. But um, – how, how did you get started in that? Was it in school, uh, maybe? Or I'm born and raised in New York, and um, when I grew up, all the signs that I'm used to seeing were hand-painted, and then we, if you look around now, everything is vinyl-printed and vinyl printouts. And so uh, when I was a little kid, I would go to a supermarket with my mom, and it would say, Mango's three for a dollar, and there was um, a guy in the back named Jose who was hand-drawing those signs, and I took interest in it and noticed it, and then he disappeared, and everything became digital printouts. I went to art school, and I did a million different things, but sign painting was something that stuck with me. So it's an ode to what I grew up loving in New York. It's where my style come from, comes from. I've now worked with every brand from Amazon to Uber to the Mets coming up where um, I can't believe that it's gone this far for me, but, but sign painting, an ode to sign painting is what this is about. Um, well, shout out to Jose. That's it. Let's, uh, let's talk about what you're doing with the Mets. You're designing a free shirt Friday this year. Is that right? The coolest collaboration, the greatest collaboration I've ever done will be my Mets free shirt Friday. Awesome. Amazing shirt. I can't, I don't know what the date's been changed a bunch of time, but I'm, it's definitely happening. Very and cool. to show up and see 
everyone wearing my uh, my shirt is going to be the craziest experience ever. The we're going to pop it up here on the screen now, but for those listening yeah. afterwards, it's the, the amazing one. So we, yes. should, we talked about it on the show yeah. uh, a couple months, you know, a couple weeks ago, whatever. And it's the white one. It says amazing yep, yep. with the blue and orange like in spray in the back. Style. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get somebody up in the uh, Coca Cola corner to put all those shirts on oh, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't move. <laughs> speaking of speaking of like the the uh, the stuff you know New York City and and everything and your backstory, I've seen some great stuff that you have put up some some billboards in Manhattan. So what? behind like the uh what was the one uh oh next year's our year or next something like that so year. when you put up these billboards I it's just a, I, like I have you a just hook up with a media company that gives me billboards that are not going to be being used let's say um, i don't want to name specific names but right, 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 right. comes out on the 21st of the month uh, comes out on the 21st of the month um so that movie they don't want the it's blank it, it's blank. Anytime I, I first I saw billboards that were blacked out and not being used, so I got in touch with the company and they said, "When you're when we're not using them, we'll give it to you no to put stuff up." So I just went crazy with it. And it's been a huge thing for me with my art. Thankful to Clear Channel Media for making. And it I happen. think that's great too because when you put it up, you're not promoting anything. Like your name's not on it. Just like if you know, you know, and, that's and it's what, cool. You that's know, that's what I always wanted. Like that's the no best. signature. Either you know it for what it is, and also for me, I don't care if you know who I am or not. Next year is going to be our year. Our next year is going to be our year. May mean something very different than it does to me. I'm talking right, right, about right. baseball. Right. So when I put them up, I want it to be ambiguous in the sense that, uh, however, look, someone looks at one of my billboards, their interpretation might not be mine. So that's why I don't sign or do anything. I just. It to That's be beautiful. I love that. I love and hopefully that. Hopefully, my um, my hand style will be recognizable enough as to draw back to me. Well, at least as it pertains to the Mets, we hope this year is going to be our yep, year. Yep, yep. What do you think? You think it might be? Uh, it's. I'm a pessimist, but I, I like, okay. I like what we got on paper. I um. See, I, that feels so optimistic, but you're <laughs> really pessimistic. I'm holding back a little. Um. Yeah, I think if our pitching shows up and and follows through, we can have a very very good year. And uh, believe it or not, it is baseball season. We got the Mets uh, employees behind us shoveling snow off of a field. Yeah. Tonight's game got canceled, but it is baseball season, so I'm looking forward to 2000, 2018. And like Brian said, and you've you've said, hopefully this is our year. So yep, yep. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Really cool to get some insight from an artist. It's it's always cool to see what's behind what they're thinking, you know? Absolutely. But guess what? What? It is time for everyone's favorite, favorite game show, at least my favorite game show. Tell them who it's by. It's What's in the Box, and it's presented to you by our friends at Clear. Beating the lines at the airport and the ballpark have never been easier with Clear, who is now partnered with nine Major League Baseball teams, including our New York Mets. Uh, look, it worked great on opening day. I saw people just flying through the clear line, and that is what you want. You don't want to get hung up at security, all right? There's no faster way to do this than with Clear's ballpark membership, plus make air travel frictionless and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three free months of your airport membership for free. Sign up today with the promo code 7LINEARMY at clearme.com. That's clearme.com. We got Rob on the line to play What's in the Box. Rob, what's going on? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Things are good, man. The Mets are five and one. I'm feeling wonderful because I have had two beers. Uh, <laughs> you should pick one, two, three, or four, and we will give you whatever is in the box for free. What would you like? Wait a minute. We got a four this week too. We do. This week we have a four. We have, we have a fourth. Yes. Oof. Okay. So am I going one? Am I going three or four? Uh, I'm going to go three. I'm going to go with the wife. Three. Okay. Three. That will get you. Something that I'm opening right now. All right. 
It is. Wow. Old school. National League Eastern Division Champions t-shirt from 2015. No way. This is very apropos today because the New York Mets defeated the Washington Nationals to maintain their first place lead. So, very nice. Rob, uh, do we have your information? I have it. I have you it. I'll, I'll hit right. you up, Rob. So, we'll send this right out to you. Thanks for playing America's Favorite Game Show, What's in the <laughs> Box, presented by Clear. Man, fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. I will see you all in, uh, in uh, Atlanta in two weeks. Excellent. Later, Sounds bro. Good. Can't wait. Safe travels. All right. So, so we have to do our first ever retweet contest. Why don't you scroll through yeah. Facebook quick? I'll, th- I'll scroll through Twitter real quick okay. and see who will be the lucky recipient of some free gift cards for the Seven Lines website. Stop. Oh, stop. Okay. Who you got? Who you got? Michael Nettostup. Nettostup? Nettostup? Never stop. Okay. Never well, stop. Michael, we, we're going to get your information and hook you up with a gift card, even if I can't pronounce your All last right. Name. This is our That's first time good. doing this on Twitter. And actually, only 49 people retweeted it. So this is actually a very good chance. Look at that. You have better chances on Twitter than See, you do on See, the early Facebook. adopters of the tweeter. <laughs> all right. The then new, they got the new the tweets is out That's there. right. The tweets. All right. So you do the same thing. You tell me to stop. Stop. All right. The is at the is in NYC. I will give you a follow right now and figure that out and send you a gift card. So there I think this went pretty well. I mean, there was a little bit of an audio issue in the beginning. I'll fix it for next week. It's a learning process here on Orange and Blue Thing. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Next week, we'll be back Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, Facebook and Periscope. I hope, and maybe even YouTube. We'll see. And also, if you watch or if you want to watch afterwards, go to orangeandbluething.com. Also, download on Fridays, Friday mornings, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, tune in pretty much everywhere. T- type in Mets or the Seven Line or Orange and Blue Thing. We're going to show up. So, th- thank you guys for everything. Mets are in first place. There's absolutely nothing to be sad about right now. There you go. Keep thank your you. Head up. Thank you for Josh Lewin for joining us tonight live. Thank you to Taylor Rooks, Baron Von Fancy, and especially everybody at the Mets and New Balance for making the in the game event so memorable for us. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Cheers. <laughs>